0: I love the chase and the hunting, I set the pace when I'm running, I always take what I want and I always give it 100, don't need a bank, nor I'm funded, play the game like it's nothing, I'm always thankful for something, don't take for granted, stay humble, now wake up, it's time to look at What's up everybody and welcome to the Comment Writers. We're here to talk about Kamen Rider Geeks episode 33 today. I am your host Josh Meek the Uber Geek and
1: joining me as always is Toby Tobes. What's up Toby? Josh, I'm very old now. You are. And Congratulations. I, have, I made it to the big 4 0. The hill has been <laughs> climbed. I'm falling down the other side.
0: I liked, uh, I, I told you happy birthday, and uh, you said, thanks. I'm really old now. And I'm like, oh, God, so old. <laughs> <laughs> In a very, like, I'm glad you said it type of way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what friends are for.
0: Yeah. You're ancient. I'm. I'm not that far behind behind you. I'm, what, like five years younger than you, around about, I think? <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't that long. I mean, five years is not that long, Toby.
1: I'm, I'm um, not that far away, but, you know, I'm almost like a decade behind you,
0: you know. <laughs> I mean, when we first started hanging out on the internet, you were hanging out with a very a very young, uh, impressionable child. That's That was me.
1: <laughs> and look, at you, look at you now. <laughs> look at me now. Look at what... <laughs> Running your own ship.
0: <laughs> Actually, that's that's not true. It always I always forget that we have the age gap that we have because it's always felt like you and I were like very even we're equals <laughs> yeah in this
1: world we're, e- we're equals
0: <laughs> <laughs> in this digital world in the real world where my body is is actively decaying <laughs> not so much
1: yeah but we're gonna fake it with words to the uh the voice in the in the outer space here exactly we're all the same
0: <laughs> uh yes happy happy belated birthday no, no, it's all it's all downhill from here.
1: It is so, and to start the downhill, and a story I've been hyping up for a couple days now. Yes. So I'm going to do my best to not miss any points on this. I wrote myself a bunch of notes to not miss any points.
0: You sent. Uh, let me just tell the people real quick. You sent me a picture of your redacted notes for this story. <laughs> <laughs> You've written paragraphs out so you don't forget anything, and you you very meticulously, like a CIA document, blocked out all of the lines for it. Um, I'm, I, my anticipation is, is at an all time high here.
1: So, and that's my fear. I'm worried that like not being there and me trying to relate the re- relay the story to people is not going to fly, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you anyway. Cause if nothing else, I know you're my friend and you'll appreciate this. <laughs> okay,
0: I'm ready. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> all right. So feel free to stop me whenever you need to, because since I wrote down the novel, I'm pretty sure I can pick up where I left off. <laughs> okay. All right. So here we go. So this is a lesson in Toby not being fancy and not knowing how to get himself out of a situation. Oh,
0: so it's, it's okay. It's a lesson. I like it's a lesson. Good.
1: I guess I guess so. I probably learned nothing from it. So I would still okay. do this again, but here we go. So for my birthday, uh, I went to New York to a fancy restaurant. Uh, it's the kind of restaurant where like the cheapest thing is like $40. So it's like, okay. yep, it's yep. not just like, it's not just like pork. It's like dry aged pork chops or filet mignon or all this kind of crazy shit what's there is
0: there like a dish that they're known for or anything like that like is there like a specialty item
1: so i have no idea but we got there and (laughs) it was it was on cinco de mayo so may the 5th sure uh the appetizer menu had like three dollar tacos so that's more my vibe in general like i'm more of a taco bell kind of guy than a fancy place guy but it was my birthday we did something special went out to a fancy restaurant so, like, this is the kind of place where, like, they have, like, three kinds of butter that comes out with your bread, uh, glass everywhere, overlooking the river. Like, you have, you're supposed to dress up to go here kind of thing. Yeah. I'm trying to set the stage as good as possible.
0: There's a, there's a place here in Indianapolis that is kind of similar called St. Elmo's, which is, like, it's the same vibe of, like, everyone goes there for all their special occasions. That's the only reason that people go there. It's super expensive. And they're known for their shrimp cocktail, which is like a horrible dish to eat. Never, ever <laughs> order it. I don't know why anyone would. But anyway, go on.
1: <laughs> okay. So like real quick, so like the raw bar here. They have a tri- three-tier shellfish plateau for $200. And they can actually get like caviar if you want to. So it was like that kind of place. Like we did mm-hmm. it up. So I have this weird thing where I don't like ordering the same food as other people, especially if it's like a one-on-one situation. It just seems weird to me. They're both like, oh, we'll have the same exact thing.
0: See, I think that's cool. I like that.
1: Okay. So, like, for a reason, I, I don't like that. Like, I, I don't know. It's just some weird thing where, like, when we copy, when people copy each other with their meals, I, it just, it stresses me out.
0: <laughs> I grew I grew up with a cousin who would always wait until I ordered my food so then he could order the exact same thing as me. So, I had to get over that very quickly.
1: <laughs> awesome. So, i um, are both, or least like more so me. I'm, I'm what I learned is called flexitarian. I think we talked about it before, where it's like I mainly try to not eat meat. And we were staying at a farm sanctuary this weekend, so like I feel extra sketchy or gross <laughs> if I would think about eating meat. Well, like I go home and like sleep next to cows and stuff like that. Like they,
0: they can smell it on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll sense the stress. So usually, like the go-to is either like actual vegetable stuff or fish. Like fish is not okay in theory, but it's at least like a compromise
0: they're not as cuddly so it's okay
1: yeah so the two options for uh michelle and i both decide that the seared salmon sounded good uh it came with all sorts of fancy shit words i don't know uh but it sounded good and she was like oh well you know i think i'm gonna get this so at that point i'm like i don't want to get the same thing as you you know we're out someplace nice i'm gonna have the whole market fish So on the menu, the whole market fish is (laughs) lemon and herb stuffed, saffron cream, grilled asparagus, roasted red potatoes, and the price is market price, which Uh so I know market price means however much the fish costs in the market at this point is what you're paying for the fish or like marked up. But
0: essentially, yeah, it's like it's whatever they want to charge. Don't order this if you're poor is
1: what it means. (laughs) Yeah. So like for whatever reason, the words whole market fish just sounded like, oh, you know, like fish from the market. I get it. Like. A big filet, a big chunk. No were big you, deal.
0: Were you thinking that they meant the whole market instead of the whole fish? Like, See, we went through the whole market and picked out our favorite fish. <laughs> I
1: I already don't know. I don't know if I took it into my head of like, oh, fish sampler. And just like the word whole, whole. just like went out of my brain. Whole is a very important <laughs> word here. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, no big deal. So waiter comes oh so there's two waiters it was a guy and a girl went back and forth but the main i'm gonna call him the villain in this story even though he did absolutely nothing wrong (laughs) is the waiter i believe his name was tom so shout out to tom (laughs) on the off chance he hears this podcast
0: (laughs) tom who we just established is the villain (laughs) shout out tom
1: (laughs) so uh she orders the salmon I go, I'll have the whole market fish and just hand him the menu with, like, the satisfied look on my face of, like, hmm, I ordered my food. And he looks at me and goes, don't you want to know what fish that is? <laughs> so, oh, Tom is a villain, first of all. <laughs> so I don't – at that point, my brain starts going of, like, wait, what the fuck just happened here? So – my only instinct was to start laughing and I was like no it's okay I'm good like it's it just surprised me no big deal ha ha ha
0: <laughs> Bring me fish garçon
1: <laughs> Yeah so he looks like shocked and caught off guard he starts laughing and he's like okay yeah cool but like seriously like don't you know what what the fish is like what it comes with how this works and I was like at that point I was like I was completely gone I was like I don't know what to do but Instead of backing down from this challenging waiter who was just trying to help me, <laughs> I was like, no, I'm good. I was like, I'm ready for it. Don't even worry about it. Whatever.
0: You doubled down on tell me nothing. Clearly, you're, you're trying to hint that I should know more about this process, but you're doubling down on no, tell me nothing. Bring me a whole fish of any yes. kind.
1: Right. Perfect. <laughs> So then he like he looks at me, he's a little little shell shocked, but he's like, Okay, but like I'm just letting you know it's a whole fish. And he's like, It's a lot to eat, like it's a whole fish. So I don't know what else to say at this point. I start laughing and I'm like, It's my birthday, let's get crazy. It's my so birthday, like, let's
0: get crazy. All right. All right. <laughs> in this moment, at this moment, you've now realized that you fucked up, right? Like you realize that mistakes have been made. You've I, doubled I, down on them.
1: <laughs> I doubled, tripled, possibly quadrupled at quadrupled. this point. But I'm like, I can't back down now because I know it's a fancy place. And I already, like, I mean, at this point, I've already showed my hand to this guy that, like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. And he's probably, like, he's trying to impress the girl that's with him. I don't know. Like, yeah. there's something going on here. He's just, like, he's trying to give me the friendly nudges of, like, hey, you know, this this will be okay. But, like, seriously, like, I'm trying to help you here. So I haven't lived down the <laughs> let's get crazy line since this all happened. I've almost let got this point.
0: At this point, if I'm you, I'm expecting... Uh, to be brought some sort of sea creature that's the size of the table or something like <laughs> something just monstrous is going to come out here. I'm going to have to wrestle it before I eat it or something like that. <laughs> Let's get crazy.
1: All right. Let's get crazy. So we sit, we have our appetizer, you know, like her and I are bullshitting, whatever. And like, she keeps saying like it's probably a whole fish and i'm like no no it's, it'll be fine and she's like no seriously like it's probably gonna be like the head and the tail and the whole body like yeah. what are you gonna what are you gonna do if it's all these things and i'm like i'll figure it out when it gets here and like but in my head i'm like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do here so literally sitting at the table in this fine dining establishment i youtube how to eat a whole fish <laughs> real quick because just in case there's some weird shit where like, he's going to watch me try to take the head off or something, I'm like, I need to have the most base level of what the hell is going on here. That's my favorite
0: thing that's ever happened. That's incredible. Um, first of all, respect. I would do the exact same thing in your scenario. Um, oh, my God. I have to learn about this quickly. Yeah. No, I would be the same way. That's that's great. Perfect. <laughs> I love the resourcefulness. I love the, uh, I love the wasting your birthday dinner with the stress of how to eat a whole fish. (laughs) That's also incredible. Great. Perfect. No notes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So the, like one of like the busboy waiter helper kids drops the fish off and goes, enjoy the red snapper. So like, I know red snappers a fish, no big deal. So he puts it in front of me and I showed you the picture. I can send you separate pictures to put in the video version of the podcast. But legit, it's a whole fish. Like, the fish still has eyes and a tail and teeth in its mouth. And it's just a fish that was like sliced down the middle and they jammed like herbs and lemons in it. (laughs) So I look at it and I'm like, I guess I have to eat this. Like, I kind of knew this was coming, but I guess this is what's going to be. So, like, I I read my little guide. I start working around it. Like, I don't want to touch the eyes because, like, legit, the eyeballs are just sitting in there still. I'm like, it really made me feel weird about it as a person, for whatever reason. Like, I'm literally yeah. just eating, like, this actual thing that's in front of me. So I started eating it. The Tom, the villain, comes back. And, he, like, he came back with, like, a glow in his eyes of, like, I can finally tell him what kind of fish he got. So he walks, <laughs> so he walks over. And before he says anything, I said, oh, the, the, uh, the guy that dropped it off told me it was Red Snapper. I was like, he ruined it for you and like his face just gets dejected and he's just like oh yeah he's like i hope you enjoyed it it's good and just walks away
0: <laughs> you guys have a weird dynamic you and this tom character i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't really know what what uh, either of you are going for in this interaction
1: i don't i don't either i don't know if he was trying to like <laughs> help me help me like save myself or like <laughs> why is this kid just keep hammering down on nothing or like <laughs> what the hell is going on so this, so the, the food's just been dropped off now. There's already been like seven layers of issues here and the food just got brought to the table. So started eating the fish. I, I'm probably about halfway through. He comes back and he's like, are you enjoying it? And I was like, yeah, it's really good. And he's like, man, you're doing like, you're doing work on that. And he's like, so he's telling me about the fish. He's like, this is one of my favorite things. He's like, this is, this fish is delicious. And I'm like, yeah, it's really good. You know, it, this is great. And he goes, yeah, the fish is so good with the saffron. So, On the menu, it says there's saffron cream on it. So the plate has, like, a yellow cream all all over the fish, like, in the plate, whatever. Okay. So I'm still in the zone of, like, I wish he would stop talking to me about this goddamn fish (laughs) because we're making it worse. So he says the saffron's delicious. It doesn't click to me that the sauce is the saffron, even though, like, I read it and all that shit. So I knew there was, and, like, I saw, like, thyme and rosemary and other stuff stuffed in it. So, he says his, like, it's so good with the sauce. I said, oh, really? Like, conversationally, like, trying to <laughs> fill a gap of, like, oh, tell me more about the fish you like with the sauce. <laughs> and he just... <laughs> oh, you've broken poor Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so, he just stares at me. There's, like, an awkward silence. And he goes, yep, it's really good. And then he walks away. So, he walks away. I'm looking at the plate. And I, in my head, I'm like motherfucker, it's the sauce that's on the fish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he thought you were just, like, confronting him about it. Oh, you like this, do you, Tom?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I, 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 I trust me, in no, in no way, shape, or form was I presenting myself as any sort of genius in any of this. <laughs> it was all nervous laughter and trying to stop the situation.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Did, did Tom just <laughs> stop interact, interacting with you after that? Was it like, let's just, let's just avoid this kid?
1: No, so no, but we're we're almost done. So I finished the fish, he comes back. I was like I was like, are you impressed? Like, look, I ate the whole thing. Because I guess it was like a pound and a ha- half pound and a half of fish. Look, I ate the whole thing.
0: <laughs> like <you're> a, <laughs> like a child.
1: Dad, look, I ate the whole thing. <laughs>
0: uh, I did it, Tom. I did it.
1: So like he he was like remotely proud of me, like probably would have gave me like a pat on the head if he knew me better. So we, like, he takes the plate away. I'm like, thank God this disaster's over. I got through the fish debacle. This is, you know, this is, this is one for the books. <laughs> through unscathed. <laughs> <laughs> so to end this, him and the, the girl waitress that was going back and forth helping us. So I don't know if they were trying to sneak it out or not, but they brought out a very decorative plate that said happy birthday on it with okay. a candle and ice cream. So they're standing in the doorway because it's windy outside, trying to light the candle, but not coming outside. I happen to look up and see them in the doorway doing this. The girl shoots me a look like, oh, I guess you see us. So now I don't know what to do. So again, to break the awkward tension, I I start laughing and I like whisper talk. But I I say like, hey, guys, I can see you over there. (laughs) And like they both give me this really weird look and like half laugh and then just walk over to me with the thing. (laughs) so they come over they're like we can't really get to light they're like are you ready they're trying to like cover the candle with a glass just to like block the the wind from the flame for a little bit so i say i'm ready thinking like they're gonna light the candle and sing happy birthday to me like granted it's a super fancy place but i'm like okay they brought me they brought me the the quote-unquote cake we're gonna sing wherever this shit is so they light the candle they look at me i look at the candle no one's saying anything so I blow out the candle, and they both look at me and just go "Happy birthday," and then walked away.
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: what? Yeah, so like I was waiting for them to sing; they were waiting yeah. for me to do anything else, and we all just ended up staring at each other again.
0: That's not that one's not on you. That's a weird. What's the point of just bringing a candle over for someone to blow out? I don't know.
1: Like, that doesn't I, I, make any
0: sense I, at all. But, that's, but that not, fun- that's nonsense. Yeah.
1: But that finalized the night. So like finally hit like we'll call like a true adult age and i can barely get my ass through a dinner without i think at this point like septupling down on my stupidity and nonsense and like leaning into just the dumbest shit ever
0: uh i think no i think i think that you're you're fine on the end there the end seems very weird so they just they just had like what was the candle in
1: in like a little bowl of ice cream
0: and they didn't did they leave the ice cream with you at least
1: yeah, like, that was my dessert, and they wrote happy birthday and chocolate dust on the plate. Okay. So, like, but, it was a very nice presentation. There but they just, just didn't a,
0: do anything. They like just handed it to you and then just, like, stared at you, while you? Yeah,
1: they're like, are you ready? Just to make sure they could light it and wouldn't blow out right away. Oh. And then, like, I gave it a second because I was expecting them to sing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then
1: they didn't. I, like, I looked up, and I was like, I just blew it out. And they're like, happy birthday, and just kind of walked, walked off. <laughs>
0: Oh man, yeah. I feel like there's an expectation at restaurants that, like, if you bring me something with a candle on it, you're gonna sing to me. Like, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to like the the Ryan's buffet and they say "Happy, happy birthday" from the Ryan's crew. You know, and they 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 have their own version of "Happy birthday." They sing like that's like a yeah. normal thing. Yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. of that though is amazing. So what's what what is the technique for eating a whole fish? You kind of just glossed over what you learned from your your YouTube video watching. How do you how do you tackle a fish? What what do you do?
1: So technically you can cut the head and the tail off. Okay. And I think you're supposed to be able to like pull the spine out because all the bones are still in it. Okay. And like the thing was like, don't worry, like you might eat a bone or two. Just watch. If there are pin bones in there, you know, they're stabby and hard, so you'll know if they're in there. So like I tried to like nicely peel fish off the top half before I hit the actual spine, which is creepy (laughs) as fuck too. Yep. And then like the video was like, don't feel bad if you feel if it's easier for you to just flip the fish over and eat the other side. And I was and I thought to myself, like, I've embarrassed myself enough at this meal. Like, I'm just going to flip the fucking fish over and not try to, like, shred it apart or, you know, do anything fancy with it. But like, I I think I ate a respectable amount of the (laughs) actual fish
0: uh yeah that's um i one thing i hate is bones in fish like i've never eaten a whole fish for sure but like when you're eating regular fish that has actually been you know cleaned <laughs> and the bones are <laughs> gone from it but then you'll catch like the stray bone like fish bones are just the, the, mo- the most awful thing to end up in your mouth because yeah like it's like stabby and it's long and you like have to fish it all out it's, it's very weird it's a weird experience <laughs> so, and, yeah i'm not i'm not interested in that as like a core experience of, of a dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there's, I'm looking at your, your, pictures again here. So that fish is, that is a fish fish. Like I, I also don't want my, I don't want my meals to look that much like the source animal. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a vegetarian or a, halfway a or whatever, whatever you called it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I still, I, I want there to be a bit more obscurement in, in the, um, in the dish that I'm eating.
1: <laughs> so for everyone that's listening to the audio version only, I highly suggest we're about 19 minutes in right now. Just jump on YouTube real quick and please look at the pictures that Josh is going to put in of the fish before and after. Just so you get the full scope of like Josh, you see like the yellow foam on there? like the I do. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty easy saffron. to notice, right? It's pretty good. <laughs>
0: I think that was my favorite part of the story. I'm just like, oh, I love that with the saffron.
1: Oh, do you? (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And obviously I'm laughing more now, but I don't want to stress. Like nothing that came out of my mouth was like, I wasn't rude. I wasn't like being a dick or being sarcastic about any of this. I was just trying to struggle bust my way through this meal and stop the embarrassment that kept on coming. (laughs)
0: Can I just say you commendably I'm looking at the after photo here you ate shockingly close to the eyeball and shockingly close to the tail
1: like (laughs) all the easy meat and the easy meat got out of there
0: I'm just saying I would have like I don't know like I don't think I would have been able to do it I, I don't think if a whole fish came comes to my plate I can actually like dig in. Like, it, I can see its
1: mouth. I can see its eyeballs. That's just... Josh, too... like, in the in the Eaton picture, like, there's a goddamn spine in there. Like, it's yeah. literally just, like, a stabby spine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Which, Crazy. like, you know, I can do, like, fried chicken and stuff. Like, that doesn't bother me. But, like, yeah, there's something about, um, you know, looking back at me.
1: Like, <laughs> <It's not laughs> <laughs> 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 yeah, if the chicken stared at you know, while you ate it, you probably wouldn't feel so good about it.
0: Whole market fish. <laughs> <laughs> I think, learned. The, I think we've uh, we've established the, the name of the, this episode as "Let's Get Let's Get Crazy." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Perfect. The Let's legacy will live on.
0: <laughs> Boy, that is amazing. <laughs> and, and and what uh, what is your your significant other doing during all of this? Like, is, is she like embarrassed while this is happening? Is she just like cracking up at you as this is all going down? What's, it's what's going
1: all laughter? Uh, okay. A lot of like legit the whole rest of the trip. Anytime something remotely like would come up, I would just hear "Let's go create, let's get crazy." <laughs> like I have not have not heard the end of "Let's get crazy" yet.
0: Uh, that's great. <laughs> I I had a, a very it's not even like remotely similar to this, but um, <laughs> I I'm very into coffee, <clears throat> and I do a lot of coffee making at home. Of, of various different kinds like you know i'll do a i'll do an AeroPress, i'll do french press i'll do a pour over whatever like i'm into like all the weird you know hoity-toity coffee kinds um but i don't we don't go to cafes that often where i get anything other than like an americano or something <laughs> but we were we were at an actual coffee shop the other day and i was like hey, i'll try something that i don't don't normally get at a coffee shop and i'll, I'll get a pour over to kind of compare to like how I'm making them at home. Right. Like see what, see what they're like.
1: You will be put in so, your place by the pros. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. Like I, I kind of wanna know, like, am I doing a good job or not? Cause like, I've got all the tools, right. I got, I got a nice grinder at home and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> so I ordered a pour over and I realized in the moment that I'm ordering it, that like the, that, that the menu just says pour over, but I know that they have like different coffees and I don't know if I'm supposed to like specify a particular coffee when I order the pour over or if I'm supposed to like ask what the coffee is before I order it as the pour over to seem like I like know what I'm doing or like what the whole process is. So I just go all have a pour over <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of linger there and she goes, uh, okay. And she like grabs a board that's kind of beside her and she like sits it on the table and like, thank God I was hadn't like, zoned out by that point like i sometimes do after i order things because on the board was like the list of coffees that i can choose from so i was able to like very quickly transition into like obviously i know that i'm gonna pick a coffee so i'm gonna look down at this board here (laughs) and i did i didn't make it awkward but I, i did have the moment of like I have no idea what the next step in this process is, and it's going to be called on me very soon.
1: Do I say how hot I want the water, or do I say what kind of grind I want? What what do I do here? That's all, that's what I do at
0: home, yeah. Like I don't I don't know how involved in this process I'm supposed to be. Um but it all it all worked out.
1: Just like yeah, me. That's it's all that matters. Yeah,
0: it all worked out, exactly. Just like you. Nothing weird happened. Oh man, that is great. I'm so glad that uh you got to share the fish story with everyone. <laughs> Uh, so we've got some emails. Let's dive into some emails here. We uh, let's
1: get let's, let's get crazy. Let's and get let's, crazy. Let's, let's read some emails.
0: <laughs> uh, if you remember last time around, we couldn't access our email inbox, but now we uh, we finally can again. The internet is back. Thanks, so, Hover. <laughs> yeah, screw, screw you, Hover. Ruining this podcast last week. It's not even worth listening to. We couldn't we couldn't read emails. Yeah, but now we can, so it's worth listening to again um our first email comes in from our good buddy shade um shade has has some tidbits here which i found interesting i've already shared one of them with you um shade says at the end of episode 28 uh which is when gene was departing so like that like gene and ace had their big moment and, G- and gene's like i'm gonna go figure out what it's like to live um this, there's a song that plays you might, might remember it's like a big featured song it kind of feels like this like weird like retro song (laughs) that's playing over it uh the song apparently is called live for the moment and it was actually a duet that was sung by both ace and jean's actors so that was actually ace and jean together on that track (laughs) singing which is awesome that's
1: crazy and hilarious (laughs)
0: uh and then in in the same musical front um the thing i actually shared with you before we started recording here uh neon's actress actually released her first single um, which is which was very cute. I loved the song. Um, so she's on her way to, I don't know, becoming a, becoming an idol, becoming a, a triple threat. <laughs>
1: um, and, and along with that, we've slowly found out over the past week or two, uh, mainly from our cool Discord, which if yep. you join our Patreon, you can get in. Uh, apparently Buffa's actor was in a boy band years ago yeah. at some point. And from looking at stuff today, I think Neon's dad's actor was in a boy band as well.
0: Oh yeah, I hadn't followed up on that yet. You, you posted a picture. <laughs> so you, you think that's at him? He he was in the he was in a band?
1: So it's definitely the same. So I was doing a deep dive on some actors today. because I wanted uh-huh. to see if like he was actually like looked like a serial killer all the time or just from the show. <laughs> Perfect. And then like he's really like 50 50 at best of like he doesn't even seem like he'd be a nice person to like walk up to as like meeting him kind of thing. But so his name and one of the results is one of the people that are in that band for sure. And I can't tell if he was just that much younger and it's hard to tell it was him or if it's someone with the same exact name, but I'm 99% sure that he was in a boy band as well.
0: Awesome. That's cool. (laughs) As you were saying, like, it's crazy how musical this cast is. (laughs) Like they're all able to like sing their own little character songs in the stage show. Uh, It feels like half of them were in bands or have like singles coming out now. Uh, It's, it's crazy. Uh, but very very cool stuff there and as you said uh, hop in our discord uh join our patreon you can join our discord and get access to all these uh, fun conversations all these
1: great times uh
0: she also points out that commoner geats is now officially released on blu-ray and dvd so the first of the, of the volumes have started coming out in japan um which is usually a point where some group will come through and sort of um rip the blu-ray footage instead of the broadcast footage and apply subtitles over it. So then you can get some like nicer looking versions of the early episodes, which is always good. Uh, but Shade says that with it is a little bonus content with the cast. They're going bowling. Um, they're semi in character, but, a, but they have a bunch of goofy challenges involved.
1: So we so need so to they, find that somehow. We <laughs> I, need someone to, like rip. The I have a DVDs. link.
0: I have, I have a link to the, the video footage. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll we'll take a look at that later but um, it looks pretty fun. apparently the the final score here which I have a screenshot of from shade uh, is surprising. Ace uh, basically lost a bunch of points because he was he was gloating too much towards Buffa and for using English words in a no English challenge. Oh, so I Jesus. guess they, they they were having a no English challenge and he specifically said here comes the highlight. <laughs> So the final score is he lost. He got 43 points. Um, Buffa got 62. Looks like Neon got 50. k got 58. So k did did pretty well. And the winner was Sumi with 74. Hell yeah. <laughs> so none of them are good at bowling. 74 is a pitiful score.
1: <laughs> and she was yeah, the best. Yeah, they're definitely just fucking around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the
1: uh, Blu-ray is the first 16 episodes, and it's $180 American.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah crazy <laughs> um yeah i need to, need to find a source that uh will rip some of those things now again because i i've downloaded some of the Colorado uh, writer build blu-ray um sort of rips and they're they're great obviously like you know the you don't think about it really the broadcast version versus like a actual like high def blu-ray um uh, but the the video quality is like so much better <laughs> than awesome that version so uh very cool and then uh, Shane says, finally, I want to tell you a bit of a story related to Geats' toys. Geats' Boost Mark II form was actually leaked all the way back when the series first started. And to understand the reason why, I'll need to explain how the Desire Driver toy works. Do so um, basically, the driver's buckle slot, in the driver's, in the driver's buckle slot, there are a lot of tiny little buttons. And how the buckles work is that each of the buckles pushes a certain combination of buttons to make a variety of sounds. However, because of that, it is extremely easy to hack the driver for non released buckles. Basically, you can just hack the driver and just have it dump all the sounds or play all the sounds at once, or even just like poke the buttons physically in all the combinations that you can think of and just force it to play all the sounds, even though you don't have the drivers. Um, so, throughout That's actually years pretty clever. To-
1: I, was, I was thinking yeah. about how that worked when you were talking about that. That's pretty genius.
0: Yeah. It, Congrats it's to whoever hacked cool. the driver. <laughs> it's pretty cool, yeah. The the and the, the way that they you know figure that out too, right? Like all the logic is in, or most of the logic is in the main driver, and like the fact that it's like this weird like physical copy protection kind of <laughs> is is really interesting. Um, where they like press the certain buttons as they go in and stuff. Uh, Shane says throughout the years of toy making, Bandai and Toei have learned uh, learned this that people are going to try to hack the driver and stuff, so they figured that they can make the driver play half the sound. While the item itself plays the other half, so that's for like the you know big late game items like the Mark II, um, and the example of this was the Laser Boost form. So that's that was kind of a half and half one. Gotcha. According to the hack sounds and the driver, there are some very interesting buckles that are about to debut, but I'll refrain from spoiling anything. So we got some yeah. good buckles coming down the line. Apparently, can't wait. And then Shade sends a, a, a second email here uh, to tell us a bit more about. Kamen Rider Black Sun, which is a show that we are watching for our Patreon. So if you want to check out our episodes, we're about to record uh, episode four of that here tonight. Uh, but Shade says the reason why the show is called Black Sun is because in the original Kamen Rider Black show, Kotaro uh, was given the name Black Sun by the ev- evil organization that gave him his powers. After he escapes them, he rejects the name Black Sun and calls himself Common Rider Black. Common Rider Black Sun's original material, Common Rider Black, is among one of the most popular old Showa Common Rider series seasons ever, and is one of the few old Toku shows that has a sequel called Common Rider Black RX, starring the same character. Back then, most Toku shows were either franchise for either a franchise with many different series of characters or a one-and-done, so this was kind of a big deal. The show was aired in many Asian countries and some countries in South America. To this day, Black still has a very dedicated fan base in those countries. And then Shade says, "A bit too dedicated, if you ask me." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a, a bit of shade there from Shade. <laughs> uh, and then Shade says, "Finally, I want to address the elephant in the room. *Kamen Rider Black*'s sequel, *Kamen Rider Black RX*, was the series that was adapted by Saban into *Masked Rider*. So, at the height of like Power Ranger popularity, Toby, they tried. To adapt Common Rider as well. <laughs> and they brought over Common Rider Black RX and called it Masked Rider. And this show was terrible. <laughs> like, oh no. Absolutely atrocious. Um it had a it actually had a crossover with Power Rangers. Um, uh, I think for like one episode or something. Um but yeah, the show's show is awful. There's like there's like a weird like Alf-esque character that they inserted into it for some god-awful reason. Does he try um, to eat cats too or no? He doesn't eat cats, but it's like, it's the same kind of vibe. <laughs>
1: um, yeah,
0: it's it's crazy, crazy bad. Like all the decisions they made and what was going into Masked Rider. And they kind of tried to make it to like a, you know, a Power Rangers-esque like teenagers with attitude type show um, with like just a kid and his family and stuff. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, shade says that that show was so bad that even to this day Toei still uses it as an example of why they are not confident <coughs> in the Kamen Rider franchise's potential in the west in an interview with Variety uh, director Shitakura, a popular Toei director that interacts with fans pretty often online um, joked that Black Sun's adaption of Kamen Rider Black was Toei's payback to Saban's <laughs> Masked Rider <laughs> So that's that's pretty amazing. But yeah, that's that's the reason. Um, you know, uh, the the masked rider adaptation is the reason why. Yeah, I think really that they hadn't haven't tried that again since then, despite the kind of continued popularity of Power Rangers. It's like they they killed it so far into the ground that um, <laughs> that they didn't didn't do very well. Very well. They they did they did then try to do Ryuki as well, um, which they called what Dragon Knight when they came over. That was more popular, but still didn't hit any of the levels of, of power Rangers. But um, I think those have been like the, the two instances where they've attempted to sort of localize common Rider. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Then finally we have an email from Charlie from Texas. So Charlie had had been telling us about this in the discord. Let us know to uh, look out for this, but Charlie had the uh, opportunity to interview Tom Constantine uh, who is one of Neon's bodyguards, uh, for a paper that Charlie was writing about common writer Tokusatsu, and how the shows are produced. So this sounded super cool. It sounded like Charlie got to talk to Tom for a long time and uh, got to ask a whole bunch of questions. So Charlie sent over a couple of the questions he asked for us and a couple of the answers uh, that he got. So first up, he asked uh, Tom, what is the rehearsal like for their fight scenes? Do they take a long time to learn? And if so, how long? Uh, Tom said that it can really depend on what the fight is. If it's like the main fight of the episode, um, they'll focus more time on it. Usually the stunt team have one day of the week. They'll work on just the action scenes, but it's whenever they're free. If there's a new power-up form or the director has a special request, they'll few, they'll film like previews ahead of time uh, to get confirmation for it. So then uh, Charlie actually links one for an episode of *Commander saber. And it's actually very cool. So they're like, they film the scene just in their, their regular clothes with, like, sticks instead of swords. Um, and But they're doing all the camera cuts and all the stuff and all the action that they would normally do. But clearly, it's just kind of, like, on set, like, behind the scenes. Um, but, yeah, they then, like, they could show that to the director, who would then say, like, oh, I didn't like this cut or whatever, and they'd be able to, to change it. But that kind of blows my mind that they, that they only have, like, basically one day to sort of figure out these action scenes and how they're going to be put together.
1: <laughs> it's more and more soap opera that uh, <clears throat> soap opera-y than ever. Just it really like, is. Yeah. Where it's like almost live recording of, okay, well it's just today. Let's just get going. Cause tomorrow's gonna be the next episode.
0: Yeah. When you think about it. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a season. It's a series that like never really takes time off more than like a week. <laughs> and even then, like not really. Um, totally. It's a, it's a soap opera. And like, Obviously we, we knew that, that it's like a a weekly thing. They really have to keep pumping these out, but that really hammered the point home for me of like, Oh God. Yeah. Like (laughs) they have to get the action done because they have to get the actual filming done because then they have to get the actual CG done. Like it's incredible that any of this looks good at all. The fact that they, you know, have to spend so little time on it because the next one's coming and the next one's coming.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like obviously it was more so in the beginning we mocked the bad CG, but if they've been running on the schedule of like, we need to get this shit done. Like maybe the times it looks worse is because they were more rushed or like under the gun at that point, And they yeah. should get like, get something in there versus the super pretty shit or who knows. Just, yeah. seems possible though.
0: Well, also do like, right? It's like each of these shows is a, is a new production you're putting together with a new director and a new cast and stuff too. So like, I'm sure a lot of that upheaval things probably take longer at the beginning than they do at the end. So it's probably like, you know, maybe you're not filmed as, as quick in the beginning as you, as you get it done later on. So, you know, the CG team just has less time to work on it and stuff too. So I'm sure that takes a while for that to become a, a well-oiled machine. Um, Tom also says if the actors, um, if it has the actors in it, they'll plan something, but the actor won't get a chance to rehearse until they're on set on the actual day where they shoot the, the action scene, which is crazy. Um, Charlie asked him, do the suit actors actually hit each other? Uh, Tom said, never full force. Depending on the shot, they may hit a shoulder, chest, or stomach. But even then, they have to be careful of the costumes, as there's usually only one of each.
1: That blew my mind. I, I, yeah, because like there's been tons of times we talked about, like, if they ever break shit, and if they do, like, how big of a deal is it like is there many Is there tons of throwaways to you know, <laughs> Apparently like, not. hey, hey, hey we, we broke uh buffo's eye whole glass thing like is this is his only outfit is there more is there less like
0: <laughs> it makes a lot more sense why that eye stayed broken for so long because clearly it's the only one he has um and yeah it says that it could just be a tap or a little stronger if it's obvious there's no power behind it Uh, never the face they never hit the face helmets are not remotely durable and will break very easily (laughs) Uh, awesome sometimes you do want to get hit because it helps with timing and it gives you a cue to react to Uh, costumes will vary but vision can be extremely limiting in the helmets then charlie asked uh, is there a stand-in for the cgi elements similar to how if there's a fully cgi character in a movie there will be an actor in a green screen morph suit as a stand-in and Tom said, uh, it's not as used much now, but there used to be a lot of spark hits, like when you would actually like punch someone, sparks would fly off. Um, Tom said, which is obviously a good cue, but with all the wacky CG elements they do now, practical effects have dropped off a lot. Now a lot of it is vocal cues shouted by either the person doing the attack or someone off camera. So like, they would yell something to let you know when to react to being hit, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, interesting, interesting details there about how the fights take place and like
1: behind the scenes.
0: Yeah, I still can't believe they have like basically one of each suit. That's just crazy to me. Um, Charlie says Tom was really cool about everything, and he said that he is always happy to learn. That there are common writer slash Tokusatsu fans in the West, so thanks very much, Charlie. That is awesome stuff to uh, hear about, and uh, hopefully your your paper goes well. <laughs> that's yeah, a, that's of all things, that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool stuff um yeah i, I like to i love that we have a uh a listener base of like very cool people who are so knowledgeable about this stuff
1: <laughs> we have people uh, on the
0: inside man we do yeah we definitely do now <laughs> all right so we'll transition over and we'll talk about uh episode 33 here of what Comedy you're really Eats. here
1: for. what the people are here for indeed the great um, analysis something something <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of great analysis, Toby, you and I forgot a very key scene uh, last episode (laughs) that we completely missed. Um, We missed the very tail end of episode 22 when we were discussing it, because you and I try really hard every week to turn off the video before we get to the preview for the next week, because we don't want to get spoiled on anything that comes up. We kind of want to go into all that stuff fresh, so when the kind of like rules of the geomato grand prix or whatever pop up we always turn those off. However, <laughs> there was an extra little scene that came on after that last week. So the, the rule uh, uh screen popped up for the geomato grand prix but then it transitioned into a um a screen that talked about the desire royale and then we got a little scene with like a hooded figure who's on the kind of like platform where the goddess often hangs out. Uh, So you and I speculated a lot about like, is there going to be another game? What are they going to do? Like, what's going to happen? And that that sort of answered all that for us.
1: (laughs) So if that's the preview, I don't know, because I I mean, it's where I was going to talk about the episode, so it doesn't matter. But like, if that happens in this episode in that same conversation, I feel like that's still a spoiler. It, It was presented as
0: like, as like the ending part of that previous episode.
1: Uh, like, like, like before bef-
0: before the preview started, there was like a division between the two
1: No, nah, if it's after the freaking rolls I think that's out of bounds. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna take the loss on this one.
0: <laughs> well, either way, that happens this time around. um we uh open our episode and it is it is Buffa's world, Toby.
1: <laughs> it's wonderful. It's a beautiful place.
0: Buffa has created a world wherein Ace no longer exists <laughs>
1: <laughs> all he ever wanted
0: yeah i think that's like his was his main goal um ace is missing in this world uh Kawa is missing as well uh the police are talking to sarah and basically they're like hey maybe he like is staying with his girlfriend and, and sarah's like no that's not <laughs> that can't be it <laughs>
1: that's not how it rolls that's how we roll <laughs> i just think it's funny that like i know i know they slap stick it up but like sarah almost like tackles the cop and grabs him by the collar and she's like this is serious like where's my brother and all i can think it was like that doesn't work here like, no, in real life, I feel like if you grab the cop by the collar, even if he was trying to help you, like, shit would go bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's called suicide by cop here. Yeah, pretty <laughs> that's much. How, that's how that works. <laughs> um, yeah, it it, um, it certainly is a different environment when, when there's, um, you know, far less gun violence, I guess, in the country. <laughs> you, you can stand to grab some people by the collar again. But uh, Sarah's pretty, pretty torn up about losing her brother, not sure where he's at, which, which yeah, they, they live together. They're pretty uh pretty tight-knit. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, like, after, maybe after the first day, you know, okay, he's out piling around being stupid. But, I mean, yeah, I'm sure she would notice at some point, like, hey, that weirdo's not in the house for a while. Like, where the fuck yeah. is he?
0: where is this dummy? Um, and then we get, you know, we're kind of checking in on where everybody's at, and Neon is not missing. She still exists in the world. Uh, she's shopping. She's living her life. She.
1: Um, we're going back com- to the old school.
0: Yep, super old school Neon. She's flanked by her bodyguards. She has a date coming up, a uh, blind date with a potential suitor. And, yeah, she's just her old school Neon self. Uh, Kyun kind of watches on. She obviously doesn't remember him, but he, like is watching her and being like, well, you're probably happier now that you don't remember anything.
1: (laughs) Ignorance is bliss.
0: (laughs) Uh, Baroba is still in the mix as well. Of course, she, uh, you know, just likes to watch some human suffering. So she's talking to Buffa and telling him that the DGP is about to make their move. They're going to kind of come after him. He can't just have his perfect world forever. And she hands over his driver. She's like, he's like, here you go. You're going to get some fighting done. Um, she, she of course like spends a little bit of time taunting him because you know she likes to watch him suffer but he doesn't really seem too uh too plused by it
1: well like and the, one of the best lines she had was when he was ranting about all the months all the nonsense and oh i'm doing the right thing and fuck the ggp and the wishes she says like you're no better than they are just so you know and he gets like extra mad and he's like oh whatever but she had a good point it's really the same thing just different He's just leading it now and not behind it.
0: And I think that if I remember correctly, uh, I think the game master basically says the exact same thing to him towards the end. It's like, like, yeah, you're mad at the 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 Grand Prix for creating selfish people who only want their wish to be granted, but like, you have your wish granted for the exact same reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like you won with your crazy buffer rules the world. Uh, wish here. Like this is only happening because you want to play the game too. Like you're not better yeah. than the game. You literally use the game.
0: It's the it, he's it in a lot of ways. Buffa's thing is like it's the perfect supervillain um sort of origin. Like like if you, th- you think you're better than like the system that you're taking down, but like but you you were a part of it. Like you're you're pre- you're perpetrating the things that you hate so so much like yeah like they killed my family so i'm killing everyone in the city (laughs) like wait what (laughs) it doesn't make sense
1: yeah she said just so you realize what you're doing is no different from the riders you hate and he kind of like dirty looks her over the shoulder and he just says like so what (laughs)
0: yeah at this point he's here for his revenge and uh yeah he's gonna take it uh and revenge he will get toby because the game master is ready to summon a whole bunch of new common riders
1: um all, he, all the rejects kind of <laughs>
0: <laughs> kind of yeah he doesn't even have the vision driver so like he can't really run a game or anything like that but we find out that he pretty much only cares about tv ratings like he he wants to keep the tv show going and he knows that people are going to tune in for the high drama of seeing if buffa is going to kill these common riders so he needs a whole bunch of new common riders to go attack buffa or go go be fodder basically for for buffa
1: and it's hilarious because like he basically has like a crock pot full of like what has to be like a thousand buckles, yeah. For, like the <laughs> the drivers are like the little the coin looking things, but he just brings out like this giant like cooking pot filled with them, and he's like, oh, time to get some more riders."
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, and then, then, then like, like we see him like pull some more out of his pocket later too. Like that's, that's where, that's where Geets uh, ID is hanging out it's just in his pocket. <laughs> it's just like, you just got, got these things spilling out everywhere. Uh, but he, you know, obviously proves himself to be very crass. Doesn't care about the lives that are going to be at stake here. He he kind of literally says like, yeah, who cares? Stop talking about casualties. Who cares? Like, I don't, I don't care about these well, yeah, lives. They don't room. matter. Yeah, <laughs> there's TV shows, ratings. Um, Sumi, of course, is not into it, kind of fights back a little bit, but the Game Master like, grabs her face and, and basically tells her to do her job.
1: And just it's just crazy because, like, we've, we've gone a couple episodes without the uh, Sumi hates all this and is fucking completely done with his shit, but, it, like, this whole episode is very much, like, Sumi's, like, final stand. It's just all yep. constantly, like... I am truly done with your shit, dude. Like, I don't care what you say anymore. Like, don't fucking touch me. Get the fuck away from me. You're just insane at this point.
0: Yeah, for sure. So she takes these, these IDs and she's, she heads out to kind of, um, very reluctantly turn people into common writers. The, um, the first common writers that she encounters, uh, are neon's bodyguards. So neon is on her blind date. And her bodyguards are kind of outside the restaurant, and they're they're kind of it's very cute. They're they're speaking English first of all, which is awesome. I love that they let them like have a little like conversation in English. Uh, but they say like, "Yeah, Neon hasn't done a live stream for a while. Like, yeah, she hasn't tried to run hasn't tried to like run away for a while for a while either." I was like, "Yeah, like thinks things kind of boring though." <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. Um, Sumi appears to them, and uh, again, very reluctantly. Tells them that from this moment on, they're common writers. They touch the ID cores and they remember everything.
1: So, my main takeaway from that scene, and we not, now we know we have a, our insider who's friends with Tom, but like he that must have been like the greatest day of his life. Like he went from fan of the show to like guest role on the show to hey dude, you get to be a common writer. Like he yeah. made like his full journey into his favorite thing ever
0: it's it is insane yeah we've talked about this before with them too but like you know it it's a real shame in this episode and i know i'm sure people are like super disappointed that they didn't get suits they didn't actually get to see them you know be in a suit <laughs> um like i get why of course obviously since they, since suits are expensive to make <laughs> and all that
1: and they explode not for, easily and
0: <laughs> yeah not gonna do it for a single scene but yeah like for him to, like you said, like grow up, love this, become an actor, get involved in it, and then like fully become a writer at this point, like get to do the big henchin', get to fight the main character, get to get you know taken out and stuff, like that's so freaking cool. Like that dude has to be on just cloud nine.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, like, I mean, like if, if nothing else, like yeah, like he's like there's no suit, but like they both have their own, both bodyguards have their own distinct tensions, like everyone else does. So like yeah, yeah, we got the to full make extent own. of it he got to do his own thing and like do his whole transformation thing. Uh, his was definitely a little more flourishy than the other guys, but Hey, if it's your, if you're, your one shot to do it, you might as well make it cool.
0: And I, I love that they, like they were unique and different. Like they both fit like the two guys and stuff. It was, it was very cool. Yeah. Um, I, and they had the, they had the buckles too. They had the, the fever buckle and they had, uh, what the, the beat buckle. Tom had the beat buckle, which was, yeah. which was really cool. Um, yeah, it was that was that was super cool. Like it was a thing that like d- didn't even really need to happen. Like they could have just picked randoms, right? Like it didn't actually need to be the bodyguards, really. So it was it was pretty neat that they they got to do it. Yeah, um, but they unfortunately do get <laughs> just completely destroyed here in this episode. Um, Neon also gets presented with her her buckle and her ID core back. However, before Neon Wait. can touch the ID core.
1: Go ahead. Before we do that, however, I just thought of this. So, I would assume Neon's bodyguards were picked by her dad, and since her dad knows about the DGP, and it seems like her bodyguards used to be riders, maybe that's why he picked them for her bodyguards.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably, that's probably fair, yeah.
1: I just came with the deepest lore, and you're just like, yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that... <laughs> I think that that was um I think that lore was insinuated previously. Yeah. When the first time we found out that they had been riders before.
1: Yeah. Wait. Cuz it's like Oh, see, I don't I don't remember that happening. Okay, never mind.
0: You don't remember that happening, really?
1: No. Oh, yeah, never mind then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a point earlier where we find out that both of them used to be riders um in, in a similar fashion. They, again, like they we find out that they used to be riders and they find like their ID cores or whatever. Uh, so we, we knew what their ID cores looked like prior to this, um, but, but this was like the full henchin sequence now. But yeah, they they were former common writers, clearly like yeah somehow tied with her dad or tied in with her dad because of the the DGP angle. Whatever.
1: <laughs> so, so so Neon was given a <laughs> Neon was given her buckle back and
0: <laughs> and uh, as she's kind of about to touch it. Um, Buffa comes in, is 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 fighting the bodyguards and yells out to her like, "Don't if you don't touch that unless you want to die by my sword." <laughs> <laughs> Which like uh, kind of hilarious that Buffa c- cares about Neon enough to like to stop her because he wants to kill all common writers. She's a common writer. He he, he could kill her. Like it seems like he'd be he'd be into it. But he you know he tries to protect her a little bit.
1: So that, and that's just going the show. Like he likes her as a person. It's just the concept of the common writers he hates. Where <laughs> yeah. He's like, listen. Either either way, you're the same person. But if you touch this again, I'm going to have to stab you. Like,
0: (laughs) going to have to do it. I I don't want to have to do it, but I'm going to have to do it. (laughs) Uh, So Neon runs away at this point. The bodyguards like basically buy her enough time so she can get away. And uh, that's when they sort of, you know, are, are, are defeated buffa uh, crushes their id course after they're defeated so that's they 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 sort of fade out of existence once he crushes their id course so he truly has the power to defeat Kamen writers at this point
1: And i think that, that's probably one of the best symbolic ways to get, show that like that like that was his wish power yeah of like he's literally just says like the his literal power is he's like pretty much op the whole episode and he, all he does is just like steals their cores and just crushes like literally just like like candy in his hand, just like smashes him up and he's like, yep, you're gone now. And then they dissolve.
0: Yeah, it's cool. And, and, and we didn't even talk about, um, he's got a little bit of an outfit change for this, this, uh, this episode. Extra he, shiny. Yeah. He's extra shiny. He's got these crazy horns now that stick straight up that they didn't before. He's wearing a Cape <laughs> where he wasn't wearing a Cape before. Um, so he looks this like crazy, like King Buffa situation going on. And through a good chunk of the episode, he's just, like, glowing with power. (laughs) He is just on a complete next level where no one can really touch him. Uh, Neon runs off. She hadn't touched the core yet, but she runs smack dab into Baroba. And basically, Baroba forces her to touch the ID core because Baroba just likes to watch people suffer. (laughs) What a jerk. (laughs) Uh, however it turns out that that's kind of neon that neon was happy about it really because she sees Kyun next and and basically kind of yells at him like why didn't you make me remember like you, you should have made me remember um, Kyun says he thought she might have been happier but no she just wants to kind of like live her life and basically Kyun invites her to the future he tells her that there's he's one place he can think of where, where she'd fit in perfectly and he says in the future where everybody's designed
1: if it come to so, the future we can have future babies <laughs>
0: Yep, that's that's clearly the angle that uh, Keyun is shooting right now, um, and Buffa just continues on, just crushing ID cores left and right. Here, he's fighting a bunch of common writers that we've never seen before, um, and just completely wiping them out. And we find out that, um, according to the game master, basically he he wiped out that entire new slate, uh, or sorry, the entire new slate of common writers that uh, that sumi had invited they're all they're all wiped out now
1: and what was even a former champ
0: yeah yeah right we, we don't know which one or, or who it probably was one from a you know season we hadn't seen before but uh yeah former former champ stood no chance against the uh the, the majesty that is <laughs> world god buffa <laughs> Uh, the game master says, okay, he'll, you know, he's got he's got one more chance, one more thing he could try. Cut to, he is begging Gene and Kekara for their help in retrieving the Vision Driver. He he kind of convinces them both to. He convinces Gene to fight and he convinces Kekara to sort of work in his own way. But as they as they do, uh Buffa just shows up right there in the in the little um, floating pedestal.
1: But Josh, they removed his access. How did he do yeah, that?
0: They removed his access. <laughs> Well, he's got the vision driver, but he throws it back. He's like, here, you take this. Basically, in what is the most badass move that's ever happened, Toby, uh, Buffa killed all the people that he could kill, all the common Riders that he could kill, and the only ones that are left are the Game Master and Gene in this world. So he's here to kill them. Let's get it done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so freaking cool. Like, yeah, I've come to you. You're a common Rider. You're the last one. Let's do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rather waiting for you to plot and come to me. I'm going to do a smart evil villain thing and I actually just come <laughs> right to you on your little stupid floating island and just stab you both. Exactly. So, of course,
0: the fight starts on the floating island, um, kind of goes from there, goes down to the ground at some point. And uh, essentially when the game master sort of realizes that he's done for, kind of begs for his life, basically says he'll grant any wish, anything Buffa wants. What kind of a world do you want? Do you want one where it's always Sunday? What? What, what are you thinking? <laughs> Shout it out. Uh, and Buffa basically, again, it's like we were talking about before. It says that the D- the DGP itself just creates more selfish people who are just looking to create their I- their ideal world. So the the DGP shouldn't exist anymore. So Buffa is like, nope, not having any of this.
1: I, I like it's again like Buffa's speech. I think is solid. It's just misguided because like he has a good point. Like oh, you know all this dumb bullshit happens because you guys are fucking around, and then. Uh, the quirky man just says like well you wanted the power he's just like oh you know you reap what you sowed buddy
0: <laughs> yeah it kind of like on one hand i agree that like buff is no better than the rest of the common writers because like he just wanted a thing to happen and and he got it <laughs> and that's what everyone else has just wanted this whole time but also it's just, it's sort of the like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism argument too (laughs) like you if you want to take down a system you sort of have to be party to it in some to some extent right like like you can't live completely outside the world and you can't can't kill common riders completely outside of the uh you know uh confines of the dgp (laughs) so so you maybe have to get your hands a little dirty in order to to take them down from the inside who knows nonetheless uh you know the the fight continues (coughs) the the game master basically is about to be killed and sumi is just like having a crisis at this point she's She's watching on yeah she's watching all this happen she's broken she kind of she's holding the geats id core in her hand still and she basically starts praying to ace she kind of holds it to her head and she's like ace would know what to do like what like how are we gonna get out of this as she does this Like, a figure appears. Ace, he appears between uh, the Game Master and between Buffa, and the core ID is gone from Sumi's hands. Ace says that he's a fox and uh, consider him a spirit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's always up to some shit, and he did it again.
0: (laughs) He did. So Sumi apparently, like, wished him back into existence. Buffa's, like, clearly ready to fight. Like, I don't know how you're here, but we're gonna freaking go. Uh, But... Ace says he's not here to fight Buffa and he points his gun at the Game Master. Crazy.
1: It was so good. And like they freaking, so like every once in a while the music hits the right way, but they fired up Trust Last for this dramatic final scene. And like it all just, it was firing all, all cylinders, felt fantastic. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: then we get our, our little ending scene again. We We see that red hooded figure. We don't really know who he is yet. But basically, he says the desire royale begins. He says uh, that the goddess of creation continues her cycle of destruction and rebirth. And then he says that uh, Sumuri has finally awakened. (laughs) So, lots of speculation here. I I think that the, you know, Sumuri awakening, her kind of like wishing Ace back to life thing, like, my guess is that that means that she is the like reincarnation of ace's mother at least that's what i'm thinking
1: that that'd be the that would make the most sense or she's i could see either being that or maybe she's like family to ace like yeah i know they they played i know they played family and it was like it was a fake fun fake sister thing unless she's like maybe his real sister he never knew about or her mom and Ace's mom were friends and that's why they knew about the old game master lady and all that stuff and there's lots of, yeah. levels, lots of, lots of levels. Yours is probably closest to right, but there's lots of levels.
0: <laughs> it, it's, I think it's something, yeah, in that vein, but it's, it's super interesting excited to see where that goes. And I, I liked, I like, this is how we tie Ace back in. Like, you know, we, we know, we know he reincarnates, you know, already Um. this was a cool way to tie in the reincarnation with an existing character and to bring him back into this world that didn't feel like a cheap cop out just to have your main character back in, <laughs> Um. So, yeah, I, th- I thought that was really awesome. And then, yeah, the, the whole, like, w- what this potentially builds towards as far as what the Desire Royale is, is, like, a full-on Geats buff a team up to take down the, G- the, the whole DGP system. Like, that's awesome. Very excited about that <laughs> as, a, as a concept. Um, I think that the name Desire Royale does indicate that there's going to be some sort of, like, Battle Royale-style, like, hunting of people. I know that's what buffa kind of spent the episode doing but i'm assuming 100 100
1: riders lands on an island
0: (laughs) right it's it sounds like that right like (laughs) (laughs) buffa and and ace just drop out of a bus and and uh just go killing uh but yeah super cool i loved that that nice twist at the end the finally ace is here to to again just like buffa dismantle the desire grand prix now
1: that'll be best buds
0: Indeed. So yeah, this episode had me like super hyped about sort of the like you said the kind of act three of the show and sort of the direction it's going to go, um, and you know I think I think at least I can see some of the writing on the wall of like where we're headed. I, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Any thoughts, Toby?
1: No, I think you have all, I think you have all the smart ones. To be honest with you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. <coughs> well I think with that that's going to wrap up our discussion of Conor Geets, episode 33 um, as we mentioned kind of throughout
1: the episode if you want to, to oh wait no on... I, I yep. had my thought that I remembered and I forgot All right, I want, is, the, I want the whole I want the whole fish Josh listen so now let's go back to the intro where Sumi pulls the gun on Geats. Will, <laughs> will that still happen is that is Good. that still part of the thing that's coming up where maybe like he gets too powerful and she's like, you have to chill the fuck out, dude. And she has to shoot him down.
0: Or maybe she's like ordered to kill him because she's still a DGP employee. And now he's like a terrorist.
1: She like, no, so that, that, that's all good. No, no, that's all good then. So like, if they do actual like, like battle Royale game style, even though they kind yeah. of did it for most of the show, if they're doing it that way, at some point, maybe she does have to fight with everybody else. And she has to, It's either him or her, and she's gonna have to pull the trigger or some (laughs) other dumb shit.
0: Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe now that she has powers, yeah, they like loop her into the the battle because of that. Yeah, could be. I'm excited to see if that pops up. Yeah, (laughs) I hope it does. That'd be cool. So yeah, if you want to uh, join our Discord community, as we've been uh, been talking about, or if you want to get some additional bonus content from us uh, every single week, Toby, of the month, if you can join our Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash the comment writers, I believe is the right <laughs> URL. Um, it's also links in the bio or in, in, the, in the description of whatever you are listening to or watching this on. Um, Only $3 a month uh, to get the bonus content or only $1 a month to get in the Discord. And yeah, we have a lot of good time in there talking about all kinds of stuff. Um, You can also check out past episodes of the show. Search for the Comment Writers in your favorite podcast app or go to commonwritersucks.com to find the playlist of the video version. And of course, send us in emails like Shade did and like Charlie did this week. Those emails should go to cast at commonwritersucks.com. Uh, You can follow us on the internet as well. When we're not talking about common writer, Toby, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at life of Tobes, and you can find me on YouTube at Tobes plays. Also, you cannot find me at any fine dining establishments ever again. (laughs) If you can find a whole fish, you can't find a Toby. (laughs) Exactly. It's only one or the other. Now there can be only one.
0: (laughs) Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Tumblr at PrettydeesJosh in both places. So again, that's going to do it for us for this week for Geats episode 33. We'll be back next time to talk about counter Geets episode 34. Well, until then, have a great week, everybody. Peace taking shots at the enemy i'm gonna make it to the top leave a legacy if i got something to say you better let me speak turn it up a new degree bitch you ain't seen anything i pop off with the new rock electronic blow the sonic proof up i'm too honest when i take a few
1: shots they're too